When I was 23 years old, all anybody wanted to ask me was, what do you do for a living? And what was my response? My response was, I do awesome. I'm Steve Armato, and I started this podcast to interview awesome people who build awesome lives. So now, let's do awesome. I'm back with another episode of the Doing Awesome podcast. On today's episode, we have our first female guest, my good friend, Kristen Fortino. She's the owner of One Point Real Estate Group. Our conversation was awesome. First of all, Kristen is one of my good friends. Um, she's not just somebody that I do business with. She is a legitimate friend of mine, and she's just an awesome person to be around. Every Anybody who meets her knows she's very knowledgeable, very intelligent, and just an awesome all-around person, and she's building a real estate empire with her group, One Point. We have a great conversation talking about everything from growing relationships to what it's like being a woman in a mostly male-heavy industry. So stay tuned for today's episode of Doing Awesome. Hi, Kristen. Happy Friday. Hi, Steve. Happy Friday. Welcome to the show. I know this is, you know, we've had some technical difficulties here to, to get started yeah. today, but um, how are how are you doing on this lovely Friday morning? Good. Baby's napping. I have my own space now with you, which is so nice. That's good. It's good. It's perfect. So, yeah. all right. So I want to get into, you know, I want to talk about you and you're one of the people that I find, well, A, we're really good friends. B, yes. you're one of the people that I find awesome, which is why you're on this podcast. This is why I like, I, I love working with you. I love just talking to you. Um, you're just one of those people that, you know, I, that is very like important to my life. So oh, I want to talk about you because you've been like, you've just, you, you kill it, right? Like you have your, you run your own company, uh, one point. Um, I want to, how'd you get started? Like, take me back to the beginning. Where did it all, where did it all begin for you? Whether it was college or after college, like why yeah. real estate? And like, take me back to the beginning. I want the whole, okay. I want the whole spiel. Okay. So, um, the whole spiel. So, I went to, when I went to college, I was one of those people with, I think there's like majority of us are like this. That was like, what am I, what am I doing with my life after college? Right. Cause when we went to college, it was like, you get your degree and then you have to get a job like right after that. And the job that I got, I got it two weeks after I graduated, um, from Quinnipiac and it was in pharmaceutical advertising. So I just took it because I think at the time, like nobody was in really a position to not take a job either. And so took that job. I lived home for two years. That was always my plan was to live home for at least a year or two. And my company was in Jersey. So I drove every day. And while I didn't love um, the job or the industry that much, when it was my first job, like there's only it's so entry level, right? You're like learning about people. You're learning about like corporate America, you're understanding how teamwork works and client relationships and all that stuff. So I was in pharma for about seven years. And from there, I went to some companies in New York. And after two years, I had moved out and moved to Hoboken. And then um, I just kind of hit this point with pharma where I was like, I either have to stay in this, like I was getting promoted, right? And I was like, I'm either staying in this as like my career 
path or it's time that I like figure out what the next move is and it's likely going to be in a different industry. And so obviously I grew up in a real estate family, right? My dad is a business owner. So that's the way that I, that's the way that I grew, grew up. And I love what I love about real estate. And I was always like this as a kid. I loved, remember connects. Yes. Okay. Yes. I loved connects, loved connects and building stuff. And when I was like six or seven, I asked my parents for a workbench for Christmas. Okay. There you go. It's like a foreshadow to my life. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I really want a workbench. I want to be able to make stuff. And so they got me a workbench and basically they left me with like glue and some wood. They would, they took away all the tools because they gave me like real, like a real saw. This whole, they didn't know that when it came. And I was like, <laughs> so they took it. And then um, I took like a woods class in middle school, a woods class in high school. And it's kind of like, now that I look back on it, it's kind of just like a trajectory of like probably what I should have been doing. Kind of set you, it kind of set you up. Yes. Yes. But I will say pharma set me up too. While I didn't love what I was doing every day, I think it was the best industry for me to be in before I started running my own business. Because when I started selling, obviously you're a part of a brokerage, but it's your own company. You're a 1099. You have to, you know, you have to make your own way. Right. And when I was in pharma, it was all about process and client communications and dealing with the FDA and with their requests and following up and teamwork. We had teams of like 10, 20 people sometimes. And then we, when I got promoted, I had to learn about staffing and budgeting and client pitches and new business pitches. And you kind of just got thrown into all of it in that industry. Yeah. So like, yeah. When you, so you went from like, that's a, that's a pretty, you know, that's a pretty significant jump. I feel like to go from yeah. pharmaceuticals to real estate, Yeah. but, but yeah. when you started in real estate, how mm-hmm. did you, how did, what made you say, I'm going to start my own thing? Like, you know, a lot of people start as like an agent maybe, or yeah. something like that. And you were, you, you could tell me that story too, but like, what made you say, like, I want my own business? Um, I, I realized that I really didn't like working for people mm-hmm. because a lot of, all of my bosses, all of them micromanaged big time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but I'm doing, I'm doing the job, maybe not the way you're going to do it, but I'm doing it. It's getting done and the client's fine. The client's happy. Right. And I hated that. And then I hated that their perception of like how I worked or what I did was how I was going to get promoted and what they were going to pay me. Right. I really didn't like that. Right. I, that's, that's the same reason I started my own thing. Right. It's, it's, you know, and maybe, and like, I always noticed I, because of that, I would butt heads with Mm -hmm. them a lot, which Mm -hmm. didn't really lend well when you, when promotion time came that you're the one that's, that's butting heads with your boss and working for people. But, but also, you know, you, you come from a family where your, your dad owns a business. So it's like, did you kind of, did you see that and think like, you know, I think I want to do that too. Um, I think that might've been the part that scared me a little, to be honest, that, that was the part where, cause I saw it all right. Like when I, my dad started 
Metropolis in 1988 and I was born in 1988. He started it like two months before I was born. And so I really, while I only remember a certain point, like early, my earliest memory of it, I do remember a lot of the, the stresses of it and the growing and the ups and downs in the economy and 9-11 and everything with that, you know? And so I think the part of that that scared me and sometimes still is like a fearful thing in the back of my mind is just like so much of what I do relies on the market and other people's decisions. Yeah. And there's only so much, like I'm not a pushy salesperson. I'll never be that because I know I don't, I don't like that when people do it to me. Right. Um, so there's so much of, of like, you just have to keep going. And now I have a family and I'm like, you got to do this. But in the same breath, um, it is the drive because I see how hard he pushed and how much he and my mom were on the same page. Like my dad owns that company and built that company, but he could not have done that without my mom. Oh, absolutely. Zero. Absol absolutely. She is, she's probably like, she should be like, like honorary VP of that company because, <laughs> you know, cause she raised us. She was a stay at home mom to raise the three of us. So she did morning shift, afternoon shift, the school stuff, the night shift. And then he came home and maybe they would talk about business and she would support that. Or if he had networking things and, and I noticed that now with Joe too, I'm like, like this week I had like four things I, Monday through Thursday. And I was like, you're on bedtime, girl. You are <laughs> the next four days and there's no grief there. Right. She's like, you have to do what you have to do. Right. Really, um, so anyway, I think that was the part maybe that, and also you just have crazy people and everyone wants to sue each other. Right. Of course. Insurance is a lot. Uh, you know, everyone, some, there's like entry level people that come in they're like, I want six figures. I'm like, you haven't done anything yet. <laughs> you haven't sold anything yet. Right. And it's, it's, it's Hard in that regard, but I do think that the um, the benefits of owning your company outweigh the outweigh the cons. And what I like about owning a business too is that with real estate sales, and I think I've told you this before, it is not my forever. The business is not going to only do sales, and I think at some point it will remove itself from sales. Um, and it is focusing more on just like these these multifamily investments and working with contractors and it's building off that way. And right. I love the evolution of what like your idea was and where it's going to, where it's going to go. Right now, like this is, so real estate in yeah. general is a, feels like a male dominated industry. Like yeah. it feels like men, like there's a lot of men involved that you have to deal with and like, they can be like, I've seen it. They could be very, you know, condescending. Some people could be condescending towards women at times. And it's not, it's not particularly, particularly easy being a woman in a male, I'm not going to say dominated, but a male heavy yeah. industry. So what, what is that like for you? And like, what have you kind of had to, have you had to change the way you do things um, to deal with mm -hmm. some people like that like how hard is it for you let's start sorry there like it was it was hard i'm sure it was difficult it's difficult running your own business in general but then yeah. you're like the way you're doing it like you you got to deal with some you got to deal with some shit yeah so, yeah so. um that is a great question uh how in the beginning i think i was very shocked by it 
Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I, I would walk into some of these networking meetings and I'm like, why are there, where are the women? There's like three women in a sea of like 50 guys and you have to kind of make your way. And when I started in real estate, I was 27. So like you're, I mean, you're young, right? You're comparable right. to the people who Definitely. are in that room, but it's almost like you just have to, I think the one thing that got me through was like, I always knew who I was mm-hmm. and I was just like, I know my goal. I know what I want to do. Stay in your lane. And you're not going to, and I always kept telling myself, like, you're not going to mesh with everybody, men and women, right? I'm not going to mesh with everybody, but the people that I do vibe with and that do respect me as whatever my position is. And as a woman, those are my people. And so I think that in the beginning, I definitely had to learn how to sift through some of that and how to take it without being, without forgetting who I was, like not being combative. Right. Right. right? Or, um, but I think I've never been really, no one's really ever done something that like was condescending to me, I Mm -hmm. guess. Maybe this is condescending. It was always more, and I don't know how to put this. And I'm sure people who are listening to this is I've sat in meetings one-on-one with guys before men, not guys, men. And they have just commented on, um, just my looks, right? Like I was sitting there one time and this older gentleman was just like two minutes into the meeting was just like, do you know, do you know how cute you are? Wow. And I was like, I don't want to do this meeting. I was like, I'm good. I don't need to do this meeting anymore. I was like, I actually have something else to do right now, but thank you so much for your time. Yep. I just got up and left because it's, I was like, he was, the first question he asked me was, how do you like real estate? And then halfway through my conversation with him, he threw that in. Right. Which is like completely inappropriate to begin with. And he was in his sixties. Of course. It's always like, why is it always that? Right? Like, it's like a very, it's a very typical, like, you know what they look like. You know what they look like. Right? Like, like I've met you before. This is just like a one-on-one. But, um, you know, I, I love it. I do. I, I love doing business with men. I love doing business with women. I think there are some fan, more often I meet fantastic people than not. Right. Um, and that's just really what, what I focus on. But it doesn't mean that people have to go through, you know, the, the ups and downs of having to go through some of those, like, very awkward, inappropriate conversations, but ideally I try not to. You, tr- you try to stay, you try to like focus on what you got to do. Yeah. Really. And I think too, and I'm sure you're probably like this too in your business. I think the more confident I got in being a business owner and, and meeting people, the more aware I got of who I should and shouldn't be around. Yes, that is very true. Right. Yes. I think that helps. I think just experience kind of helped me out. Yeah, too. no, absolutely. Experience helps. Experience is to me, experience is underrated. Um, yeah. I try explaining that to a lot of people like experience is experience gives you things that you're never going to learn in school or anything like that. Like experience is really, and the longer you're in the game and the more experience you get, just the better you get. That's just how it is. But experience will teach you because you only learn really from experience. So like you made, like I made a lot of mistakes when I first started that now I I see it now. Like I see, I can foresee things coming or I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, I can't do business with this person or I can't, you know, so I get that. And um, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. You get, you grow. It's funny how we grow as we, as we keep going. 
Um, but what are your, so I know you said you want your, your company to evolve. Yeah. Right. Um, like where do you see, where do you, where do you see this thing in 10 years? Oh, wow. Okay. If you, since you asked me that today, could ask, yeah. could be a little different next week, but okay. if you <laughs> today, um, I see the company owning in 10 years, maybe 20 to 25 properties. Okay. I see us bringing maybe um, a manager, a property manager in-house to manage those assets and stay on top of those assets. Mm -hmm. And I do foresee, I think that's going to be the main thing of it. I think it's going to be an asset holding company, but I do foresee us also in some breath having some really good partnerships like that maybe might be like a division of the company. So maybe not directly with one point, but like a division or a subsidiary of, of what we're building as it grows. Maybe there is like, I thought about this. I was like, you know, I would love to have like three people as a company that like I could be a part of, but not the day-to-day -day of that can do the construction for me. And I can just call 24 seven. They're my go-to mm -hmm. for some of these value add stuff. Right. Right. Um, but that's, that's what I, that's really where I see it going. That's awesome. I, I mean, yeah. maybe, like you said, maybe next week it changes, but right now that's good. You know, right now it's good. Yeah. And it's been like that for a little bit, honestly, but I, the reason why I say next week is because I have, um, a very important meeting on Monday that could add this like subsidiary situation oh, to it. There you go. It's very early. So I'm okay. not sure, not sure yeah. where that'll go. Okay. That's fair. That's fair yeah. enough. I like that though. Right. But the that, point is too, is that's why I love owning a business. You can right. make it whatever you want and you can evolve as the market and as the economy evolves. Do you feel the same way with Lark too? In terms of like things changing? Yeah. Just like it, it can evolve into, you know. Yeah. So it, it's, it's evolved like four times already. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it, I cha I'm cha like the landscape changes a lot in terms of what companies want and like yeah. kind of like the way I've been doing it now is I've kind of changed it to how what I'm doing is I'm trying to change it to how like what I do what like what our strengths are how they can benefit a business right so I know people like are saying like, you know, you want to niche down and be very specific with what you do, but we create content. So the simplest way for me to do that, to say, to say it, to niche down, I'm not niching down really into anything. We create content, but can that mm -hmm. content, can that content help your business? Right. So, right. so is that content useful for LinkedIn? Is that content useful for branded content? Like, are we going to take a brand insert it into a video that tells a story. Do you need that? Cause we could do that too. It's basically taking, it's evolved from, Oh, we only work in sports to now. All right. I could work in a bunch of different areas because we could create content for anybody. So that's, it's definitely evolved. Like I never thought two years ago, I didn't think, and, and podcasts too, right? Like podcasts came about cause nobody podcasts came about cause nobody could go out during COVID and film anything. So right. So, you know what I mean? So it's evolved like three or four times. It's probably going to keep evolving. But now that I know, like, I feel like with where we're at right now, and this is probably strange to say because the background was in sports, right? 
But I feel like now I'm starting to see that this content thing for LinkedIn specifically, these companies want it and yeah. they, and they, they like it and they, they're like, oh, we, we don't even want to, they're like, we don't even want to like, we want to just focus on that. But like, we have so many other things to do that you can focus on that and just help us that way. And it's like, I didn't think it was a thing that people would really want. Like someone came to me first and then I started offering it and people were like, yeah, this is great. So, yeah. so it's evolved. It's definitely evolved. Um, and now I kind of know what companies to go after in that aspect. But like you could take content, you could take content, video, photos, whatever, copywriting, whatever it is. And you can really apply it to, to anything. You just need to, totally. you know, so I definitely evolved in that way. Yeah, but, no, but and it's, it's important that it does too. Yeah, it has to because you can't be in one. You can't just do one thing. I feel like you can't just do one thing forever. Like maybe you can. Like maybe you can just do one thing. Maybe you have the ability to do one thing. But sometimes people just like the economy changes, so people don't need that thing for a couple of years, and then yeah. you're gonna you need to find a way to make it work. So yeah, keep it, keep it spicy. Exactly. Exactly. So now also, all right. So I let you know what I like about this too. Yeah. You, you've done this, right? You were part of, I'm not going to name the group. Okay. Yeah. But you and a couple people were part of a, of a group and you were just like annoyed with how it is. Maybe not annoyed, but just like, you know, there's, be there's a better way to network. And then yeah. you turned around and you were like, we are going to start our own networking group. That is how, that is how we met. Um, talk to me about that. I love, I, I do love the group. I think I've made friend. I've made friend people in the group. I am like friends with, um, yeah. like talk to me about the group and like why really you started it and like yeah. how, where it's evolved to now. Cause it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, oh my God. So we, so the group, we started the group because, well, at the time, I was late twenties. I was in my late twenties and it actually kind of connects with like your other question. I was in a networking group, um, that was all, um, older men. Oh, okay. And they were fantastic. They were wonderful people. Right. And they're still wonderful people to the day. I think the group that, that I'm talking about, and I won't name names too, is, is a fantastic group to be a part of. But at that time in my life where I was trying to sell real estate and trying to find my footing, it wasn't maybe, it wasn't the best fit for me because I didn't know how to connect. Like, why would these guys want to get drinks and dinner with me on like a Friday night? Right. It was like 28. They had families. Like there was, there was a big gap there. Um, and so I met with a couple of the guys in our group and I think all of us kind of felt this way where we were like, there's such a range in some of these networking groups with, with how they're all, how they all run. Right. And we just really needed a group that was focused on business, but focused on people who you could have common, like commonalities with yeah. and um, maybe made it, you just needed it to be a little different, not right. just your typical, Let's go around the room. Give me your elevator pitch. And then on your way. Every week. Every week. 
wasn't, it wasn't what we did. So we just sat down and we were like, this is a group we want to create. Let's all pull our networks, invite people, and let's see what, let's see what we could do with it. And what we realized is that there were a lot of people who felt the same way. And I think that the group even, while it's pretty consistent on what like the bottom line is on networking and growing your business, um, we have a group of people, like you just said, that are friends. Right. And we want to hang out with each other. We want to introduce our families to each other and our friends. Like I've met, met Alex like a million times. I know. Right? <laughs> fantastic before you guys were married and you know matt and claudia like i hang out with on the weekends our kids got to meet each other which was so nice and you just never know where those where those relationships will grow and i think the whole point too of the group is all of us wanted something that we could see ourselves committing to realistically committing to right for the foreseeable future right and that it's a real it's very realistic it's not you know what i mean like it's the best part about it is that it's not like you, you only, you need to commit to a time, but it's not like you have to, it's not every single week. And like, if you, if you don't, if like something comes up, like you travel or you can't make it, it's not like, Hey, I really need somebody to go and like be there for me. And like, you know what I mean? But it's great. It's great. And like everybody's, well, we're not that young anymore, so we're your now. But um, <laughs> but uh, but no, it's been it's been a great like it's been a great ride, really. Yeah. Like it's been fun, and you know, that's how I mean that's how I met you. Matt just kind of Matt didn't even tell me I was given a pitch. By the way, I don't know if you heard this story. So Matt invited me. He's like, "Hey, I'm part of this. Uh, we're trying to start this networking group. If you want to just come." Uh, to the meeting it's next week at like 7 30 in the morning it was at it was when it was at metropolis like in yeah. the mornings right yeah. so the night before it's like eight o'clock night before like i'm getting ready for bed because i'm coming from hoboken so right. I'm, like, I'm like getting ready for bed basically and he's like he texts me he's like oh by the way um you're gonna give a presentation tomorrow it's like quick it's like five ten minutes i was like five ten minutes i was like I was like, on, on what? He's like, just get up there and talk, like pitch, just talk about yeah. your business. Like, it's like, you're, you're a guest presenter. I was like, I have 11 hours, man. Like, what do you, like, what do you mean? What, what? I want to sleep. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, he's like, nah, like, don't worry about it. And I literally showed up and I just winged the whole thing. And he like, Amazing. and he like texted me and he's like, he texted me also. Then he texted me, he's like, by the way, like dress like pretty nice. I was like, all right. Yeah, cool. Like show up and just wing in a presentation. I'm just like, I see people's cell phones sitting on the table and I just did a spiel on watching stuff on your cell phone. And like, that was yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. was it. That was what? How many years ago? Five years ago? Four years? That was five years ago. I, I didn't leave. I hadn't left. That was probably, wow. I did not. I was like just about to leave my full-time job to like, just do this full-time. Yes. It was like right before it. I hated that job. It was it was like it was weird because I went back. I left the company to go do another job that I liked when I started it, and then as right. I as I kept going at that job, as I kept going at that job, my boss just turned into a, a nightmare. Yeah. So I left because of that. Like he just turned into that wasn't even like a super micromanaging. That was like just treating me like dog shit, like horrible. Yeah. Um. So I left and I went back to this place and they just opened up a new department yeah. 
and they opened up a new department and they like begged, not begged me, but they were like, we don't know what we're doing with this. Yeah. I really need you to like come here and like help us like get this off the ground. And then all of a sudden it was like, they went from, we need you to come here and help us get this off the ground because we don't know how to do this specific thing to you have to do it this way. And I was like, that is not how this is supposed to work. No. <laughs> I was like, you, I was like, you called me like realistically, like you called me. Um, so yeah, but yeah, that was right around that time. It was like, what, like five? Had to be now. Like five, that, no, the, yeah, I guess five, it's five years. Cause it was like right before, well, not right yeah. before. It's like two years before COVID. We were still in person. Yeah. It's, I really do. I love that we, that it was created and it, cause it is like a group effort, right? Like I might run it, but you don't have to stay. No. Right? Like, <laughs> not, we're not handcuffing you to the group. But people really enjoy it, and that's why we're always trying to figure out like how what what do what do the members want? We want it to be a collaborative thing because you're putting the time in just as much as we're putting the time in, and we want to make sure it's like useful to everybody. Right, right. No, it is, but it is useful to everybody. That's the thing. Like, I feel like it's been you know at first I didn't really know when I first joined. I was like, I pulled Matt to the side. I was like, I really can't. I was like, I really can't, um, I don't have much to offer in terms of, I was like, I really, I was like, I don't have anything to offer. I was like, it's a lot of like real estate people. Like I, like, I don't have, I don't really have a ton of connections that need, yeah that need what these people need. And like, I was like, at the, and I'm like, I don't have any money to be able to like go to them and be like, Hey, can like, I buy something that you're selling? Like, I it was like, yeah. I, and he's like, dude, just hang tight. He goes, it's, it's not, he goes, at some point you'll be talking to somebody and somebody in the group, you'll be like, Oh, I could help this person. Hey, you want to connect with this person? Yada, yada, yada. How important have like the relationships been that you've built through the years? And like, do you have any advice on how to keep up with those relationships and like keep them going? Yeah. So the relationships I think that I built professionally are, are, some of the most important ones, I think, since the beginning of my career, because we all, whether it's in the networking group or outside the networking group, whoever I've met, they've supported me in like the very challenging times in the growth stage. I'm still growing, right? Still growing, still evolving, still failing, still winning. We all do it, right? Right. And those relationships are so important. And I think the way that I've kept them is that I know I said this before too, but I'm just very much um, honest with who I am mm-hmm. and I am happy to help people however I can, right? Yeah. It could be just in real estate. It could be in just talking about maybe something personal with their spouse or their significant other or babies or there's there's something about, and I learned this more over the past year or two about being vulnerable with the people in your professional world too. And I think that um, that's really like honed in a little bit on some of these relationships that I have. And obviously it's not everybody, but right. but with the people like I've known for five, seven years, it's a whole other level. And um, I think when you connect with people that you network with on a personal level before professional, your your relationship is easily um, is easy to continue to grow because you want to be around each other. That's a great answer. Yeah. 
It's a great response to that. Thank you. That was, that was, that was awesome. No, I get, I get exactly what you're saying though. Um, it's hard, it's hard sometimes to, I guess it's hard sometimes to like build those relationships on more than just the business level, but it's like, you know, you look at it, it's, it's better when you're like friends with people and you build an actual relationship with them where you're not just talking about like, Hey, like, what do you need or what can I do for you? Or this, that, the other thing, it's more like, Hey, like, do you need help with this certain thing that has absolutely nothing to do with, with business? You know? So I, I, uh, it's good. That's a great answer. And I, I appreciate that answer. Um, now do you have a mentor or mentor, a mentor or mentors? Hmm. Uh, I guess not like, not on the books. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, for business, like I have worked with a coach before. Okay. And what was helpful for working with the coach was when the business was kind of in this evolving stage. Because you, when you're by yourself and you have, you can relate to this, and you have the thoughts of where you want this business to go and how you see it going, sometimes it can be so overwhelming in your own head, Right. And the coach really helped with just like ironing out those details. And she was like, let's take it bit by bit. What do we need to do? Let's break it down. But it's hard to like do that when it's so, it's such a, like that makes so much sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. It does, but it's hard to like implement. Yes. And it's hard to be patient too when you see something so clearly and you know where it's going to (sighs) go. Yeah. Patience is like my lead is like my worst, uh, characteristic, I think. (laughs) Lack, lack of patience. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, it's really, it's, I get that. It's hard to, it's hard to just be like, all right, this is going to be fine. And this is going to be fine. in this amount of time It's like, no, I want it to be fine now. I want, you know, it's like you're going through like, yeah. So I get, I get that patient. It's difficult. Did I cut you off? Did you have more? No, no, no not okay. at all. Patience is difficult, even with relationships, right? Like even with building relationships, you might click with somebody right away and you know that there's going to be such a vibe and you know that there is going to be a ton of work that you guys will be able to do together, but it's not going to be maybe immediate. Yes. Yes. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to be a person who's like, but this is a relationship I want. Right. And you have to be able to grow it and grow it like organically. Right. Not like not looking for anything in return. Just have, just grow a relationship. Yeah. People are way too emotionally intelligent to know, like they, they know when you just want something for business versus actually caring about them. It's true. You're absolutely right. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You know, the people who text you and you're just like, mm, what do you need? <laughs> I already gave this guy a million free things. Yeah, it's like what do you what do you what do you need? It's fine. No, but so do you have a like now this do you have like a book or a movie that has changed the way that you viewed the world? Oh my god, what a what a question! Um, (laughs) Um. Honestly, the books I the books I've read they're fine. They're fine. That doesn't They're, sound great. Yeah. You know why? I think some of these, but all the books that I've read and Joanne's told me this before are a lot devoted to 
real estate and business and building businesses. And sometimes you just read them one, you kind of read them all. Sometimes I get that. Yeah, I get that. And I don't like, I get halfway through them and I'm like, I know, I know, I know. And then I just, I want to stop them. So I need, I do need something that's a little more, maybe not business focused. Maybe I need a book that's just like jolly. Maybe. I don't know. So you know what? I've, I have, I've had Alex tell me that, like, cause you could probably see behind me. These are, there's nothing here. That's, there's no fiction going on here. <laughs> um, so, um, but I, Alex has told me that she's like, you know, sometimes it's good to just read a story to read a story. And then I was like listening to, I was listening to the podcast and there was this, there was someone on that, um, was talking about like, Oh, like when you read, what type of books do you read? Do you read fiction? And the guy was just like, I only read business books. And he goes, because fiction's always going to be fiction. He's like, my bu- he's like, my business is real. So yeah, yeah. if I can grow that way, then that's what I'm going to do. And I was like, you know what? That's a pretty good point. I'm just going to stick to stick to it right now. But if it's, if it's, if I've like seen it before, like from something else or heard it before, yeah. I just put it down. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Uh, yeah. That's why there's so many here. I haven't read through all these. I've like read through a lot of them. I'm actually reading, reading this. Never, yeah. never, never split the difference. Mm. I read, so I read it in January. Okay. And then I got the audiobook and I've listened to the audiobook. I'm on my fifth time. I'm trying to like memorize that book. So I'm trying to like basically that book is all about like, is all about negotiating and talking to people. Mm. And I am just trying to, I'm going to memorize that book because that's the most useful. That's literally the most useful book that I've read in business in terms of talking to people and actually like being able to get, being able to get the deal or being able to get people to make a decision, like a current, like a current client, for example, where there's been a, there's a, a pay thing where we, we haven't been paid and we're like, we just, they kind of made the decision for me. And I worded it like how they say to, I worded it like that book helped me like get it. Like I didn't have to be the bad guy. They just decided, okay, we're going to go to our client and we'll be the bad guy. And like the way I worded it, like, so this book is great. I would recommend that book to anybody who does any type of business just ever. Okay. That's good for me to know. Yeah. I'll send you a, I'll send you a link to the audio book. The audio book. Good. Audiobooks are good because even if it's like, I could listen to it on the train or I could read on the train. I have so much stuff in my backpack, but <laughs> I will say this, uh, bigger pockets, the podcast, I usually ch- chime into that because some of them I could just listen to quickly. Like even if I'm just, you know, working out, listening to them, right? I like those. And this is going to sound really weird, but did you ever watch the, um, the neck, the Netflix movie about the McDonald's story? Oh, the founder. Yeah. Yeah. I was like hooked on that because I guess I just didn't know anything about McDonald's. I had no, I, I had no idea. None. No I, idea. Joey was like, what are we watching? And I was like, look at this. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had no idea. I had no yeah. idea. That was just, crazy. it's great. I mean, he's, he's kind of a, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, you know, uh, this isn't really PG. He's kind of a dick, but like, it yeah. just, you know, it happened. It's fine. It, it happened. But, but it happened. But it happened. But it's like, there's like a lot of lessons there. And also just like he thought about it or really the other guy, I forget his name, thought about the way this could go so differently and be more profitable. Right. Right. And 
it just shows evolution of a business too. And it's, and it's quick. So it wasn't anything. Well, I mean, he's like, he's like, you know, you're not making, you're not getting rich off 10 off like, off like one cent of like a 10 cent hamburger. Like you just, you're just not, it's a lot of hamburgers, you know? A lot of hamburgers. So, and the Gucci story too. And the what? The, the movie about Gucci. Yeah. I didn't see that actually. Alex would like, Alex would like that one though. I definitely, definitely. yeah, I know. Jeez. (laughs) Definitely would like that one. No, but all right. So this is going where I'm a little over on time here, but we're just having a good combo. But what does living an awesome life look like to you? Oh, what does, I think it's, I'd like to say a living an awesome life is a well-balanced life, right? I'd like to say that. But I think living an awesome life, there's so much to it. I think now um, my answer might be a little different now because of the baby who's just babbling away in her crib right now. (laughs) Just staring at the ceiling. Um, I think, honestly, I think first and foremost – and this might sound cheesy, I really genuinely believe and full-heartedly know that having a partner like Joanne, right, who understands me on a personal level and on a professional level could is the most important relationship that I've chosen for my life, mm-hmm. right? And I, I always felt like I lived an awesome life alone, right? Like without anyone. But I think we as like a couple – now with the baby are living an incredible life because we're understanding, we talk, we trust each other. We like to do activities. It's right. not just like all about the baby, right? And like, obviously she's a priority, but we also focus on us. I think that incorporating our life into like with you and Alex and Matt and Claudia and Josh and Lauren and Greg, I think, I think like expanding our families into our networks families is great. And just being able to know too that like business isn't everything. Yes. You can get so caught up on, I have my business goal and I need to make that my goal. And like, I need to hit it or else I'm not going to feel successful. But like my success is all encompassing with the work and with like our life here. And I think that's, that's just a way to live an awesome life and just being true to who who you are. I don't think I would be where I am. And I'm not saying I'm the most successful person ever, but I would say that from where I was five years ago, I've grown an incredible amount. I wouldn't be where I am now if I wasn't true to who I really am. And I say that because in the beginning, and I'll get into this only for a hot second and then I won't bore everybody, but (laughs) in the beginning, when I first got into real estate, I was terrified to tell people Joanne was a woman. And that I was in a relationship with a woman. And there was this business coach that actually came into Nest Seekers who was in a relationship with a woman. And she was very open and honest about it. And I stayed afterwards and I said to her, can I ask you something very personal? And she said, yes. And I was like, have you ever had um, like uncomfortable conversations or not gotten business because you are in a same-sex relationship? And she said, no, because if somebody doesn't, doesn't like who I am and how I live my life, I don't want to do business with them anyway. And so from there, I was like, 
okay. And I always called Joe, I always called Joanne Joe. So sometimes people would be like, what does Joe do? What does your husband do? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 it's yeah. Joanne, right? Right. I played on that for a little bit, but now I'm just totally, obviously for years, I've been totally fine with it. And that was a big shift in, in my professional life. Yeah. I mean, cause life, right. You know? And like, you like, like that woman told you, if somebody's going to not do business with you because of that, you're not going to, you don't want to do business with them. That person is not, not the right person to even yeah. be around. Totally. So, so that's great. I love this podcast. Cause like, right. Like right now, everybody's giving me a completely different answer on that question. That's one of yeah. the only, that's one of the like, only questions that I like ask everybody and everybody's giving me a different answer on it. So this is, this is great. I love your perspective. You're the first, like I said, you're the first woman on the podcast yeah. right now. Um, and there's like very different perspective of things, which is great. I love, I love Good. this. This is great. And now this is, this is a fun one, but like, I need to know, I need yeah. to know. It's fun. Yeah. I, I just got to know. Cause I have to, what's your yeah. go-to karaoke song? Ooh, um, ever since I heard Jen Coco sing um, Share Strong Enough, that has been my go-to because it is such a good song. I mean, that's a, that's a solid karaoke song, honestly. It is. That's a solid karaoke song. Damn. Everyone loves it. They dance. And everyone just having – they just love it. Why? What's yours? My go-to <laughs> Yeah. What's yours? You're gonna my go-to karaoke song is Call Me Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's That is fantastic. Yeah. That's my that's my go-to pretty much every time. And then if and then if Alex is with me? Yeah. Um we do uh we duet um Gaga Bradley Cooper. Yes. Mainly cuz I'm horrible at anything that has to do with singing. Um I kind of make a mockery of it, but you yeah. Know, she, we, like doing that just the Listen. my shallow my shallow voice is not very good um neither is my call me maybe voice but at least i could get behind that a little bit you know Listen, i don't even need the screen for that i could just i just go so so but Kristen, thank you so much for for taking the time today yeah. with me um this was a lot of fun and i know we had some de technical difficulties but we got we got through we got through it we're good um that was awesome. Before we leave, just tell everybody, you know, where they can find you. Yes. So Kristen Fortino, um, really, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. It's literally just Kristen underscore Fortino. Um, one point's in there, so you can find my Instagram handle through my personal. Kristen, again, thank you so much. Everybody, please go give us a review on Apple and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts, watch us on YouTube. I'm actually going to put these full things on Twitter because apparently this is like a, the, the thing now is to, is Twitter's like doing these podcasts and they get a lot of traction. So we're going to do that. So everybody, uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of doing awesome. And we will see you next week.